And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. I have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to the Warriors plus minus. Uh, we are in the elimination zone. The Warriors have been eliminated. They are out. They have been bounced from the in season tournament. Oh, it was epic, TK. You missed. You missed an incredible. <laughs> by, by the way, it might be a good thing that they got eliminated from this thing. I'm not sure they want to wobble into Vegas right now with like you know the state of things. It's it's probably better that they're getting the Blazers at home on Wednesday, kind of out of the spotlight than yeah. You know, go try to take down the Lakers in Vegas or something right now. But man, it was it was a it was a vintage night in the uh, Warriors Kings growing lore here. I mean, the Kings won that game, and it felt like a playoff. It, it felt like it kind of was. Hey, man, this <laughs> a, it kind of this makes up for partially, at least, for losing Game Seven at home. Like it was big. Uh, both teams wanted it, but man, the Warriors melted down like in in incredible fashion. Uh, we were there. TK, would would you see live? From, oh, on TV, TV. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I kind of felt like that they were playing to win by twelve to get through into the post into the in season. Literally, bracket. Steph said that yeah. after the game. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, "I can't yeah. believe yeah. this actually impacted us." Yeah, and they he, they had him mic'd, and he was talking about it during the game in huddles. Like, if we're going to win by twenty, here's what we have to do. And once that was clear, they weren't going to. I think that affected them. It was weird. It was like they were playing for this other thing. And then once they lost that, they lost, enti- you know, they lost the whole thing. Uh, loss of composure, uh, the younger team, all, you know, the things we know about them, but it was this double meaning to them. And it's kind of like, you know, when Steph was going for the three point record, like it was on his mind and it like every miss made it more, the next one more important than the next one. And it weighed on him. I think it got to them certainly at the end of the third quarter when they screwed up and Steph said it, you know, he, 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 the turnovers were, were largely by him and they just kind of weighed on them going in like, Oh my God, we got to, we're up only by nine. We need to, we need to get a bigger lead here and that was impossible for them to play with they just played stuck in the mud certainly in the last 50 seconds totally stuck in the mud um not the composure of a title winning team but we've seen them pull these games out and they did not uh so that's what i felt out it's like they they were playing they had significance to it which is good they played hard and played well early but then they felt the weight of it and they just just kind of stopped and the younger more aggressive team just went right through them which is familiar 
uh, you know, I know it's funny. Remember, like early in the season, they closed in Oklahoma City with the Steph floater and then Steve Kerr after the game basically is like, stop talking about last year. It's (laughs) over. And you're like, you know what? You guys do look kind of like the championship team down the stretch of these games. They had the clay game winner against the Kings in in Chase Center, which may, you know, maybe this makes up for that one a little bit. Um, But this is who they were last year. You know, this is the same team that collapsed on the stretch in Charlotte the veteran Steph Curry hero ball. Remember he mentioned that and the way they lost that game, Utah, which Steve Kerr, you know, referenced last night uh, when Clay Thompson has the brain fart and gives up the Malik Beasley corner three. And then Jordan Poole gets stripped for a layup. They get a four point lead in the last 10 seconds of that game. Um, but also, you know what it kind of reminded me of uh, Harrison Barnes misses the three in game four, but the season almost ended basically mm-hmm. in chase center last year. Remember when Steph Curry's calls the timeout they don't have, where the bench is also signaling timeout. And like, that was like a late game collapse. And this is just the latest example of that. I mean, like, you know, to throw the, the, the pick six interception turnover when Sasha Vizankov is kind of like mm-hmm. wandering over to double team you and, and Draymond and clay don't really know, you know, where they're going. And then, you know, eight second possession where Draymond just bounces it out of bounds when you didn't need to play frantically. You didn't need points. You literally could have had Steph dribble up top for 14 seconds uh, or whoever Draymond dribble up top. If they're going to double Steph. Like it's, this is strange things and, and we'll get to Kerr's closing choices. I'm sure. But I think part of last night was Steve Kerr trying to make a statement. Like we're back and our closing championship veterans are going to yep. close this game out regardless. Uh, they're not doing it, and they didn't do it last year, and it's starting to become a trend again. I'll throw one more thing, MT, you can talk. But uh, also, it's not, you know, it's excuse, it's a real thing. They need Chris Paul on the court for 28 to 34 minutes. Absolutely cannot do without him. He's been their best statistical player, Steph's, I mean, individually, but just in terms of net rating. And you saw it last night. Again, he's a 38-year-old player. He's going to go through stuff. He's got an injury now. We'll see how long it lasts. But they win that game if Chris Paul is healthy and on the court. Now, someone comes off the court, and we're going to discuss all this in the rotation. But they're pretty dependent on Chris Paul, like surprisingly dependent on Chris Paul, because we saw we had, you know, we saw Steph gets blitz and – there's nobody else to handle the ball. Maybe they have other options. Kerr does not really believe in them. Corey Joseph was okay, but not. you certainly don't want him closing. They need Chris Paul. If they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs, Chris Paul has to be healthy and playing well. And he wasn't there last night, and we saw a large ripple effect from that. I actually think this was a game where I might, I might disagree a little bit. I, I do think they need Chris Paul, but this wasn't a Chris Paul problem. Like even if Chris Paul's on the court, if their stars aren't playing well, like it doesn't matter. But they did uh, play well for a while. They, they did, did but well. I mean, yeah. at the end of a game, like if they're gonna blow games like that, if they're gonna, if if they're going to play that way to end games, like there, there's the the word that, that what keeps coming to mind is like this just arrogance, like uh, the arrogance of that eventually but who they are is going to come through. And like they had, they had this incredible urgency for most of the game. Like we're going to go out and make it happen. And then at the end of the game, it becomes, yeah, we know who we are, what we're going to do from shot selection, from substitution pattern, from play, like call like, like they just willingly and happily just allowed the Kings to blitz Steph knowing you don't have a Chris Paul, 
Like they they knew that. They were like, hey, but but we have a four on three, and us with a four on three is great. Like, no, it's not. It's not what it used to be. How about you figure out something else so Steph is not just completely taken out of the game and out of rhythm because you're gonna need him down the street. Like it's to me, they do a lot of those things where Chris Paul solves them, but they still need to address them, right? Like they can't like Chris Paul. Is the reason his value is because he's gonna tell them like, "Hey man, we we kind of need a better shot than that." There was one play where Steph took a shot, a three, missed it. They got the ball back, and it's the perfect situation to burn more clock. Clay takes another <laughs> three right away. Like it, like it, Chris Paul is there to tell him that's not the shot we need but at some point clay's gotta know that's not the shot we need and i'm not just gonna dagger this thing away like i normally do they, they're still kind of clouded by that what do you say this later but that's them right that's clay that's been clay forever now maybe he hits that but that, you know, that's the point the point years, is you know? like the that you're, that you're same team that could some, yeah that could just summon it that somehow like they've got to come to grips with that's not the reality anymore but Coming to grips with that not being the reality, in my opinion, is coming to grips with the fact that you're not a championship contender. You know, if you cannot do what you used to be able to do, and currently it's looking like you cannot do what you used to be able to do, you are at best a, a six seed play in fight, try to get out of the first round, exit like last year. Really, that's what you are. Um, and I know again, like there's we're talking about certain possessions where you can play smarter, but like I don't know, like you know. Like they they won championships on Clay Thompson taking kind of audacious shots and hitting them. Yeah, no, they actually didn't. No, they won. No, they, they actually didn't. If you look at that championship, it was the audacious, crazy shots that were hurting him, and he stopped taking Which, them. Are you, you talking 22? about twenty two? Twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the the days when they took those shots and hit them was six years ago. <laughs> like like <laughs> those days are done. Like when Clay throughout the remember the twenty twenty two playoffs like. Draymond had to get sat and Clay had to stop taking those shots and Wiggins stepped like they they've 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 blown past the days where they could just go out in the court and out talent teams when they play smart they're really good. Well, Andrew Wiggins turned into don't. Kawhi Leonard for a month and that I mean he did last why night. They won that he did title. last he night. He was he was cool. He, he was did, very Kawhi Leonard he last, did night. last night. <laughs> It's a mental adjustment, and MT's talking about it's a physical adjustment. They're not the same players, uh, and it's a coaching adjustment. But, you know, and fans are unhappy, and I, like, we all can. Let's talk about it. Like, Moses Moody was that option, right? When Steph was being blitzed, they moved the ball, and there was Moses Moody open the corner and hitting shots. And not just, like, any shots. He was hitting threes in the corner that that were huge buckets that needed to be taken and needed to be made. And then he came out when Kerr wanted to go back to Wiggins and he wasn't going to take Clay off. I think in his answer to you, Slater, I think Steve made it very clear who the person who would have come out. No question. No question. He said Wiggins had to be out there to, to guard Fox. Clearly. And that's now, they, a good move, by yeah, the way. No question. Like, that was the good move. Yeah. Yeah. And Clay and the veterans, I wanted to go with him. Like, that's the guy. And we know that's the third rail. I tripped on it a couple of days ago. That's fine. But those are the decisions that have to be made. Not maybe to start the game, but to close these huge games that they find themselves in. By the uh, way, like he benched Andrew Wiggins like four times in the first six games of the season and like would talk, was talking about how like, you know, this season's different and closing options will depend on how, you know, 
things are, are playing out. And Andrew Wiggins handled it well, right? Remember, I mean, he's like, I got to rebound better. I got to do more to, to get on the floor. Clay's not, Clay's not Wiggins, though. No, no, for sure. But like at some point, like Clay has to. Yeah, they're I, moving. They're moving that way. To me, they're this moving, was yeah. the violation of that. This was the violation of that. There's no justification you, for taking Moody, Moody over Clay in the last four minutes last night. That's not telling Clay Thompson, hey, like you're playing 18 minutes a night now and you're not a starter in the league. That's hey, you're still starting. It, it, doesn't, next e- game. it doesn't even have to be Moody for the next four. It was five minutes left. You yeah. could bring Clay back at two minutes left. The dude had just made his third three pointer. How he about just see made where this two goes? in a row? I looked yeah, at the game. Oh, yeah. like, it was not. It was the Steph blitz, move the ball, and who's taking that shot? It yes. was Moses Moody taking that yeah, shot. Yeah, he's that bouncing thing. down the yeah. court. Like, yeah. no, no, and, then, and then he's out. Like, you yeah. just can't take him out right there. Like, I you agree. can't take I him agree. out right I there. I think we all agree when it happened, right? When it happened, we're like, okay, this is a risk. Uh, but I, I just think they got to move to that direction. I think Kerr's answer to you, Slater, was showing that he's thinking about it. He didn't do it and going to be criticized for – Absolutely, what the decision you can understand. He's he's saying this. Our veterans, we're going to stick with them, and, and that was the whole source of my column a couple of days ago. That got the question got Clay mad, but he does believe in patience. He does believe in writing. I think it's worked with Wiggins. Wiggins has come back. We've seen it. They got some other decisions to make though, and the season is young, but it's getting older. Uh, they're still not out of anything, right? They're like three and a half games out of the third seed, right? They're, uh, I don't know but that they can go on a winning streak. They were, but, this yeah. is where they were last year. Exactly. They won the first. They, they, exactly. they took down the it's three. Literally the, first the same round. thing. It's exactly. No question. Thing. All these things. If and the players are a year older, and they've got Chris Paul, who's way older. All that understood, but they're moving to a point where they have to start looking at this stuff. And Clay is the third rail. Clay is the third rail. Uh, and he's not going to like it at any moment when he's playing less minutes. It might have to happen. That's what he gets mad about when I say it, and I'm going to say it again because we saw it last night. Although he played really well, by the way. His first half was good. He played really well, but he's not the defensive guy, so if he's not making the shots, they've got other things they got to think about, and last night's finish was part of that. It just was. If if Moody was going to play – because I think they want a loony out there for Sabonis, then the person by, is Wiggins or Clay. It's Wiggins which, or Clay. Which, by the way, like, you didn't, I mean. You didn't really Dr- need him. Draymond can't really discard Sabonis yeah, down the you stretch. You didn't really need Looney for that. You just, you didn't. But that was their decision. You know, if you if you do want to protect Clay and uh, just for Looney. I mean, you could have done that, I think. And go small. Like, yep. like the Kings weren't going to, you know. If Draymond could hold off Sabonis, they're not going to bash you. They were playing Vizankov. For like, yep. What did Vizankov play? Like 18 of the last, last 18, 20. I think. Like the last 18. He, he just, yeah. the most interesting part of the, well, no, there's this is not the most interesting <laughs> part of the game, but like a, a, an aspect of the game that I find interesting. Moody's not in the rotation at all to start it, by the way. He would have played zero minutes probably if Peyton and Paul don't leave. Uh, and Vizankov wasn't in the Kings rotation. And, and at the end, they're like yeah. the two biggest players for, for large portions of the fourth. Anyways, we don't need to get into Vizankov. I know you guys <laughs> don't want to, but I'll be at the quarterfinals Kings Pelicans on Monday Jeez. night. Jeez. And uh, yeah, anyway. Listen, when Chris Paul is back, whenever that is, then Looney's off the floor. And then you have the Moody versus Clay versus Wiggins. And GP two's in there too. He's in that discussion. Like this has to be on the table now. I think Kerr has written it and he has like gained something from it, but also you're losing games still. And 
these decisions are coming up on their right there. They're coming up and the, it, it was in everybody's face last night. It was right there. Everybody saw it. And I don't think you can keep doing this uh, for very much longer. And that doesn't mean every time, right? No, like to <laughs> me, that's the violation. That was like, I mean, you've been saying this for so long, especially this year with all your depth. It's who's going. But, you know, the Warriors' way is, man, if you fill it like that, not only do you stay in the game, you get fed the ball. Yep. Like, that's that's how they play. You know, that's that's what they do. I mean, think about if it was Clay Thompson who had just Oh, it would shots. be a disaster <laughs> oh, if you took him out God. after he hit. Oh, my God. It would yeah. be a disaster. Uh, and, like, the big picture look, though, like, Moody and I think Pajemski too is is pushing them into this betwixt, right? It's not gonna be the last time that this is gonna happen. Like they're gonna these guys are are good enough, they're kind of ready enough. They're they they feel what the Warriors need. They feel like the whatever discrepancies those key guys have, when you start looking at what you need to fill them. It's Moody, it's Pajemski, and it's Kaminga when he's on his best game. Like they have, they could they are the whole pluggers. So you're gonna end up in this situation, especially the way Moody's playing. And I think Pajemski too, like Pajemski might have been should have been in that game. Yeah. Like when you start thinking about like the rebound and the energy, the ball handling, the playmaking, the get inside the paint, which they just stopped doing. Like that could have like got a the Corey Joseph minutes. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like yeah. he felt that felt like a Pajimski type of game. But at some point, especially with Moody, who's done everything you asked him for, at some point he's gonna push you into a corner where you gotta decide. Right. And that's that's kind of like, you know, what they say is the uh I, I wrote this, the uh the the good the good problem to have. Like it's a good problem to have until you gotta actually make the choice. And then <laughs> and then like it, it becomes like a bad problem. But like it's gotta happen. In that game, you just can't you can't say you're the Warriors like culture and all that 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 you've been touting for all these years and take Moody out of this game. Like to me, that was the violation of Warriors basketball. Like he's he was feeling it. He earned his minutes, he was playing hard. Now everybody's clicking. And I'm not saying even finish the game. It's five minutes left. TK, we've seen Chris Paul, Clay Thompson come back in with three minutes left. Two and a half. Two minutes yeah, left. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you, you are not saying don't finish the game, but don't pull a dude in the middle of a heater when you can't score. They score eight points the rest of the way. He like, he had at that moment, which was under six minutes in the fourth quarter, he had eleven of their twelve fourth quarter points. Yeah, he was he was the guy they wanted taking the shot. Like he was getting available and making the shot, and even drove one of those buckets. They're That's going how to start it with a baseline drive and yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to have to play these guys, uh, and they play them more. And I think it it was kind of the general headed that way. The minutes, you know, Wiggins' minutes had ticked down because he had been shooting the ball so poorly, but they're going to tick back up because he's shooting the ball well now, uh, and his defense. The other one's Clay and Looney, those three. And, you know, Kerr has said that, you know, best starting lineup last year, the best, we're going to go with that stat. But, you know, I don't know how much longer you can go with Draymond and Looney together a lot. I just don't know. I mean, defenses love it. Like, go ahead, play those guys, please. We will not defend them. Draymond might make a couple threes, but we'll live with it. How many times have the Warriors done that to other teams? Go ahead, make a three. We love it. Love it. Go keep taking threes. And 
it's going to, you know, it's not going to turn out well. And the spacing's terrible. I think Saric is going to play more. Didn't play great last night, but he made a couple threes. Um, like, you're right, MT. Your general thesis that these guys aren't these guys that they remember. They're not. I think Kerr wanted one more chance for them to prove it because I don't think you play Moses Moody 25 minutes, you're probably not a championship team, but you might be better than they are right now. And that's the that you just got to be as good as you can be. You can't try to draft on memories at this point. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Steve made it pretty clear pregame um, that like this was kind of going to be a veteran night. Uh, you know, he was talking about like the starting lineup. This is kind of a pivot point in the early season. Draymond's coming back. Everybody's available. Like he wanted to see the starters stabilize them early, which by the way, they did. They played they did. well early. Yeah, in the game. And I think that is why he wanted to close with him also. I think he wanted the story of the game to be like, Starter stabilize, starters close. Sure, Booty, you had a nice hot streak, but like, you know, this is our championship core closing. It's just played out in such a bad way, including how the veterans crumbled late. 
Um, and maybe that does make him kind of shit, but that's also why I think he went to Corey Joseph when Chris Paul left the game instead of Pajemski. It seemed like he he wanted it to be a veteran night. He kind yeah. of tried to will he that. He wanted thing. him to feel good, and he wanted him to feel good about the result, about the performances, because, yeah, again, big picture, this is how they would win a ch- championship this year. I don't know that it's likely, but you start mixing and matching with younger players, they're probably not that team anymore. It's over, know, man. But like, maybe it's we, over. Maybe it's over. Like, Jordan Poole was a third-year player, and he was pivotal. Yeah, like GP is third. Was twenty nine, but he wasn't like a five. It was five year, eight year vet. Like this is his second year or third year playing NBA basketball. Like, I mean, you gotta have some. Yeah, no, there's. I, you I, know I, what I'm saying? Like, I, you, I know. I agree. I'm just you saying. can't just roll a lineup of thirties out there. Thirty year olds out there is like thirties. Well, they line up win. a bunch of thirties. They line up a bunch of thirties, but thirty year like just by virtue of being older and more experienced like but but the issue they have and it was probably true last year right or two years ago during the season the difference now is everybody else is younger and more athletic so now it's not about outs like the their ability to outsmart teams is not overcoming the 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 energy deficit they have right by playing a bunch of old dudes, speed, older guys. Speed yeah. deficit, right? Athleticism deficit, deficit. It's just growing larger and larger. And then they do they do stupid stuff too, right? They're doing really stupid but stuff. But I think that's part of it because they're playing like guys who are like, you know, younger and more athletic and faster. And it, it's called like, there's no reason Steph, Steph felt pressure. <laughs> like he yeah. felt it. He's getting trapped all game. He felt the pressure. So he's like, I got to get the ball out eight seconds. His mind is going fast because they're speeding it up. Like that's, that's what they do. But you know, you kind of counter that, that to me, that's where you need these young bucks to get in there. And you know, like I, like I thought Wiggins defense on Malik Monk was great. And it was kind of a, a fluky shot, but generally you can't just let a guy dipsy do and, you know, all right, I'm going to get to my mood. Like, you're probably going to get cooked in this league if you do that, even if you play great defense. But that's how Monk and, and it's just like just like early in the series, Monk and, and Fox. They're like, all right, I'm just going to dribble, dribble, and then make my move. And you're expecting these guys to be able to counter that move. Like, nah, somebody's got to get up into those guys, like take them off their spot. But if you let Malik Monk just sit here like, all right, one-on-one, seven seconds left, he's probably going to win that matchup, especially with the way the whistles were going. But Wiggins is like an OG. He's like, all right, I'm going to play my spot. I'm going to play Like, nah, you need somebody to get in there. To me, anyway. Speaking of Malik Monk, he kind of hinted post-game he thought the Draymond – Foul, technical, arguments with the ref, fire up the crowd, get another foul, stare down, change the momentum of the game. And, you know, the Kings did go, I think it was like a 13-3 run or something like that afterwards. What did you guys think of Draymond in his return in particular? You know, I think I think play, playing-wise, he was fine. But as far as that sequence... It was poorly timed, and he's going to do that. I just think it's who he is. Um, you know, he didn't get thrown out. I think they're you know almost would think that that was a positive uh, given the way this season's gone. Uh, but it's going to happen, and there's going to be a line where it's too much, and it's getting closer, but it's not there yet. Um, if he just doesn't get thrown out, which he didn't, and and you hate to you know grade him on such an incredible soft standard, but 
they still could have won that game. I did fire up the crowd. You know, listen, the Kings were going to come out back at them anyway. Now, from 24 down, you know, but they were going to come back at them at some point. They're good. They got really they good. They are, players. but that crowd, I mean, Marcus, you were there. That crowd was like, you know, they've been getting pounded most of the game. It really wasn't that fired up. And when he does the thing with Trey Lyles where he not only – you know, takes a little nudge and kind of, you know, really kind of ex- exaggerates the contract, but then really goes at the refs. Like that got the crowd going, which I it did feel like it got the Kings going. I don't know how no, you no. felt. I mean, yeah, I agree. The problem I mean, is like crowds don't didn't used to bother them like that. I mean, they won a championship on the floor in Boston. I thought it was more know, what like, it did to the home team. Yeah, that's what I'm Jen, saying. That, Zen call, yeah. That's that's what did it. That's to what, like, they like, put that guy in there and like, oh my god, the game game changes. I yeah, so, I just feel like if that's bothering you, then. I, I don't know. I, I, did you I send? Did you send really frustration post game? I sensed it even a little bit in Steph, and not even post game in the moment. Like Steph's trying to drag him away. Steve Kerr, by the way, you know, takes Draymond out of the yeah. game for yeah. Looney. Draymond goes over. He's having an argument with with Anthony Vereen. Uh, you know, uh, about I assume about the situation. He goes to the back for a little bit for whatever reason. But it did feel like it was an unsettling moment for the Warriors. And and yes, it's going to happen sporadically with Draymond as we all know but like it just did feel weird like you're just coming back from a five game suspension and this happens it did feel a little like okay I, I do feel like I feel like they fail him in those situations it was very clear the whistles got tight I mean it was tough it was a tough game to watch I mean 55 fouls in essentially 42 minutes it didn't feel like a playoff type physical game but ref like a regular season game because that's kind of what it was it is a regular season game yeah, so i i get the sense that it's like all right my there's a sense of like what are you supposed to do at this point like every time they drove you do something to me i want draymond playing that way but that means somebody else has to take the heat they've got to do that not pull him away but like steph said after the game that's a stupid tech like i was doing the same thing behind him but Draymond got the tech because he's Draymond. All right, Steph, you step in front of Draymond. At some point, they need to do that. This idea of Draymond like turning it down to two, if you're banking on that, what are you doing? It's clearly not going to happen, and yeah. you clearly want him on the court. So you got to figure out another way. I mean, they all agreed. The constant talk in the locker room was 42 free throws. Monk, mm-hmm. all we had to do was touch him, and he got to the line set. Like, they thought the refs were tight with it. So then you can't be mad at Draymond for reacting to that. Like, to me, that's where you go. Like, they got to do something other than expect him to just be docile in that moment. Like, it's not happening. You just deal with the consequence when it happens. Steph's point, though, was, like, in that moment, we can't continue to get distracted. And, and let it be a point. Remember, like, how about Draymond pressuring Malik Monk out to half right court afterwards and whack fouling him and, and really gifting two free throws? And then, you know. I would say testing, uh, you know, the referee's patience to a point that he could have been ejected. I, yes. You know, I, I, he wasn't. I think it was a proper decision not to. And I do think the first technical was a little soft with the carrying violation. But it's like Steph did say, like, we cannot allow distractions. But see, that's where I disagree with Steph, because I okay. felt like Draymond was sending a message in that moment. Like, all right, forget the touch fouls then. Let's pressure the ball. If we're going to foul you, it's going to be a real foul. Like, if you want to play this, you want to play this. It's just that Draymond can't be the one to do that. 
Like somebody else has to do it now. Like well, that's maybe the that's thing. a fatal flaw because I don't see Steph. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Taking yeah. somebody's got to do that. Like, but at Looney, some point, Looney's gonna like, be that guy. Looney gonna. Yes. I'm gonna hack him right now. <laughs> somebody, somebody, maybe that's where you're yeah, yeah, They were it. playing soft. It was a one on one. All they were doing was the same. They get a switch, go one on one, do a euro step, get the foul. Like at some point, you gotta like break that, and they were just letting it keep happening. Just the same thing every time, letting it keep happening. Meanwhile, like they trapped stuff the other day like to me that's where they have to defend Draymond where somebody's got to say I don't like how this is going we need to do something to mix this up it just can't be Draymond but the alternative is if Draymond do nothing what happens then like the game doesn't automatically change right it doesn't be like oh well we've kept our composure and now we're just gonna to me that's the same Thinking of we're the same dudes, we'll overcome this anyway. It's like, nah, you need every single edge possible. You need every advantage because if you just keep doing the same thing, the Kings are going to win. I think they need to understand that. To me, that's the part that I don't think they get. Like, composure isn't going to save them in that situation. Like, like, they need to actually change the game plan. Like, to me... Like, especially against the Kings. Like, why why have they beat the Kings? It's not been because of composure or offense or scheme. It's been because Steph has been amazing. That's why they've won. So why would you let them double Steph and take him out of the game? Why would you? You know that's what Mike Brown's trying to do and say, all right, they're thinking, yeah, you want to give open shots to these? Yeah, we'll do it. But like you say, TK, the other team's like, <laughs> please have all you want, Andrew Wiggins. Like, take all you want. Why would you set Steph up knowing that he's the one they can't guard? He's the one. That, but it's like, all right, we're going to run our offense. We're going to run our system. And then it's going to work. But it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Well, there like, was no one else to, to get the offense going. You know, Draymond. You could do doing you could do something else. Like, you could. Yeah. How many times have they not had Steph bring the ball at the court? <laughs> that's when. But it's mostly with CP doing it. You know, like, that's, again, we're kind of talking in circles here, but. Like they are dependent on CP. I mean, they are more dependent on Chris Paul than I thought they were. They think they than they thought they were going to be. Let's put it that way. And when he's not out there to close the games, it's like they're a little lost if it's not Seth pulling it out for them. These guys have not played great. I think they some of them don't want to shoot free throws and don't necessarily want that shot. And they found a guy who who was willing to take that shot. It was Moses Moody. Did not play the final minutes. Um, it's a lacking in the roster, right? This is, this is, this, they got some issues with the roster. We've seen it like lacking two way guys. You, you got to play this guy for defense, but then you need to come off for offense and, um, they got to figure some stuff out, but you know, they're not, again, uh, the old warriors, maybe Draymond gets a tech. They raise their game up. Draymond raises his game up and they just storm through to the, to the victor. Then it's not that team. Uh, they need to have alternate ways to do this. And when Steph got blitzed, they did seem lost because no one else wanted the ball. No one else wanted to take it up. I don't think Draymond especially wanted to do it. It just was a, a different kind of Warriors thing. Um, and well, I think they can take positives out of the way the first drink. He had you know? Monk on him. <laughs> I want to ask. They obviously talked all camp and all really early in the season, especially when they went six and two to start, like how improved the chemistry was. And, and you know, obviously adding Chris Paul has, has, has helped the second unit. Sarge has been a good addition like they and even to right now at eight and ten, they talk about like they still feel better about this team than last year's team from a chemistry and even a personnel veteran you know standpoint. But it's like 
Are they better? I mean, I don't know. They're eight and ten. They're still extremely turnover prone. They're still extremely foul prone. They're two biggest issues from last season that Steve Kerr hammered away in camp and have not been solved. They literally were the first team since 2014 last night to uh, give a team 40 free throws and turn the ball over 20 times. They gave the Suns 52 free throws on the road the other night. They're having let the same late game issues from their veterans that they had last year. Are they better than last year? Are they different? No Jordan Poole, but that, you know, okay. I, I mean, don't think we can say the they're better. I, de- yeah. I definitely don't think we can say I mean, listen, they might project to be better. Uh, I think at their best, they are better than the team last year was at its best. Uh, but I don't think we can say that we know they're better because they're more fragile because they're older and they haven't fixed everything that as you noted the things that bother them they don't they're not as fast as other teams they're not as young as other teams they're not as athletic as other teams the league is better too league is is better Uh, there are uh, more talented teams than them i think you just look at it there are teams that have more talent than they do and other than one player steph curry is the one talent that rises above all but if you've got four guys who are really good that can negate a lot of that so we'll see i mean chris paul is as we went and said going into the season, as we've said throughout, he's the wild card, but can he stay healthy? And at this point, we don't know. And then we'll see where they are. But this is, yeah, I, I agree with you, Slater. I don't know that we can. In fact, they are worse just because other teams are better. They might be about the same as they were last season or maybe a little better. We'll see. But Oklahoma City, Minnesota Timberwolves are better teams right now. I've been saying this for a little bit. Like They're just better. And the Warriors are going to have to do something to get into that level. They are not at those teams' level. And there's a lot of other teams besides that. But those two teams are the ones I'm looking at. It'll be really interesting. They're going to, start, they're going to play the Clippers a couple of times pretty soon, right? Like, they, they got to stay Thursday, ahead of the Clippers. Saturday. Yeah, if they don't Thursday, stay ahead of the Clippers, they're in trouble. Because they should be better than the Clippers. That's an older team. That's a you know a roster that isn't as, as deep as it used to be. It's very Warriors-like there. If the Warriors fall behind the Clippers... I think it's existential. I think right now you can tolerate it. You can tell yourselves you can play better. Hey, listen, being up by 24 in Sacramento, no matter what the history is, is some sort of thing. They gave it away. You get hit for it. Absolutely. But at least they were up 24. They're that they're good enough to do that. If they're worse than the LA Clippers, then we're talking about like a 10th seed for sure. They're at 10 now. It's a big group. I just think those two games, you know, in a reduced vision for what they are, are pretty important. Marcus? I think they're better just in the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're a better team at things that matter less. They have a better unit. Like like you said, they can get up 24 when things are clicking. When things are going well, they look really good. Ball movement and all that, passing the ball, all that. But to me, they have holes that are so vital that it doesn't offset that they're better, right? Like they don't have a second creator. They don't have a second, you know, star, like somebody who can just like that. In that case, you double Malik, you double Fox. Malik Monk is going to go get you a bucket. Malik Monk would be really valuable on the Warriors. They they don't have a second creator. Jordan Poole. They don't have anybody to put any pressure on the rim. They don't have – I was thinking about you last night, TK, because GP2 had a couple tough yeah, finishes. Yeah, no, GP2 like, played great. I was like, yeah, wow. He, he like, yeah, great. yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was very not like GP2, like traffic contested layups, right? But they don't have – that. those are two critical 
vital elements. You could be great with chemistry. You can have all this other stuff, but in the end, it's going to come down to can you get a bucket against a good team and a, on the road against good defense? And that's much harder to do when everything is on the perimeter. They have nobody who can put pressure on the rim. So, like, yeah, I think they're better. I just think the things they're better at don't cover up the major hole. And, like, I'm not going to bring up his name because he he clearly is, like, exiled now. But they had a guy who did a couple of those things. I just, yeah. I mean, (laughs) It and should they, be. They, they, it should there's be no guarantee he would be doing those things right now for the Warriors. Either, well, I mean, but there's no know, guarantee. That. However, it spiraled to the point that it did late in the playoffs where he couldn't even play in the Lakers series is a problem considering two seasons ago he was that guy. You know what I mean? Like they won the title partly because in key moments, even in the playoff, Memphis game one, that Nuggets series, you know, even, you know, the game six in Boston, the 21 0 run, like Jordan Poole was that guy. And he he wasn't by the end of his time here, but there might be reasons for that too. Yeah, if he was playing well, twenty two playoff Jordan Poole was playing right now for the Warriors. Can you imagine the pressure on Clay right now? Can you imagine that? I mean, there was some pressure on it already. That's oh, eighteen and two, right? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the pressure. I think that was part of all this. No, it wasn't just Clay. It was all of them. But like, it just they didn't feel like they could make that transition to somebody who was going to take 18 shots a game with those guys. I understood it. There's other reasons why all that happened. Uh, Obviously the punch happened, but man, we all know what that pressure was building up to be just because I think Jordan felt it and it's just fine for him. He should feel that. I agreed with them not turning it over to him in, in, you know, as a secondary scorer behind Steph, but man, like right now, if he was on this team, there would be a different feel to um, the, the discussion about Wiggins and Clay. There would be, a, I mean, and they're they're feeling it now. Like they're they're clearly it's a sensitive topic right now. If he was still around, it would be even bigger. And that's one of the reasons why he's not on this team is that discussion was way too uncomfortable for them. But the problem is they needed that element. That that's With, the thing. Oh, yeah. If it's not Jordan Poole, it, it should have been somebody. It should be something. Like you can't just not have. They need it from Kaminga or something, right? They and do he's... need it from Kaminga, but also you know, like Chris Paul. At certain moments, they still need to score. Now it's not the like rim pressure, you know, break a guy off the dribble, but still get to the mid range. Yeah. You know, hit, hit he some threes. To to do that. Which, yeah, by yeah. the way, we need to talk about because we mentioned Peyton and Paul's importance. They got hurt last night. That was probably the yeah. the most you know detrimental thing that happened in the entire night was the fact that Chris Paul Two leaves guys. with kind of a strangely vague lower left leg soreness is what they're calling it i think they they're kind of trying to figure out exactly what's what it is who knows how long he's going to be out at this point maybe by the time he wasn't walking good in the locker room right no there. he was not um we'll see what they you know they're going to, I'm sure, gather more information. And, and by the time people are listening to it, they may already know. And then Gary Payton, uh, the second, that I mean, it was a calf injury and it looked like a very painful calf injury where he basically couldn't walk on it to the locker room barely. Uh, usually when that happens, you don't see that guy for a while. So that's, you know, that does open minutes for Pajemski and Moody and maybe it makes rotations decision easier. But also at the same time, Gary Payton was he awesome was really good. last night. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Paul is Chris Paul. Like we're talking about, like the you know, those are two vital rotation pieces. I I don't know when they'll have again. I agree. Yeah, and huge. that that's going to be something they got to figure out too. They are deep enough. Like Pajemski can play. 
Corey Joseph could play, much to the pleasure of most Warriors fans. Uh, Moody can obviously play more. Kaminga can play more. Like th- this is what they've talked about. They're deeper, so they're going to have to figure out how that depth works in this situation. You probably didn't think that Chris Paul was playing 82 games anyway. Uh, this is your moment. Maybe he misses three. Maybe he misses four. I would think GP two might miss five to six. Uh, you know, these are these are not injuries you want lingering. Uh, but they say they're deeper. Dick, you know, last year's team wouldn't you know would have been Ty Jerome playing 25 minutes. They don't have Ty Jerome this year. They got uh, you know presumably better players. Let's see them figure out. Um, I do think the dependence on CP has been something for them to understand adjust to and and feel and now like they have to deal with also that when you depend on cp you're going to be without him for a few games a year or maybe a lot of games a year just the way it works and they knew that going into this all right we will get back at you in a week or so but we, we might have an all 82 i gotta do an all 82 i don't know mark you going to the 82. game thursday night can i rope you into one i'll, I'll probably be yeah i'll probably be in the building we, we could probably at least hit up a live room or something i got 49ers duty next two days 82 uh so yeah we will we will get back with you uh we'll be watching the in season tournament now from home fellas <laughs> it will be incredible no slater's made oh, it sorry for yourself i will be at golden one center monday night slater's made the in season tournament he's only one of us mt you and i we're too old too slow hey you can come up to golden one it's a big one monday night it's a pretty big game it is a pretty big it was a pretty big deal winner gets vegas I don't know. I, I think I'll be flying back to Philadelphia. Sorry. Pretty big game Sunday, I guess, too. Pretty big game Sunday. Yeah. All right. For uh, Tim Kawakami, Anthony Slater, we are out of here. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.